the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Black talking money, investing in more, trying to get you to retirement. That's really the goal of the show, and to kind of get you a little calmer about markets and investing. And it's just something you have to do. It's kind of like paying bills. You kind of have to set aside a little bit of money for your future. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hara, Chief Market Strategist with Briefing.com, an outstanding organization that provides a lot of content that doesn't spook you but gives you stuff to digest and think about. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing fine. Thank you. With that said, um, you're a strategist with Briefing.com. Um, what's your strategy right now? Because sideways isn't down, but sideways isn't record highs either, and sideways is kind of dull, and we seem to be going sideways. True. Um, and, you know, and in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, sideways isn't, isn't terrible um, when you've had double-digit returns in five of the last six years and, and three of the last years. Um, so you have a, a period of um, consolidation taking place here. But I think people are taking stock of the fact that uh, after that uh, incredible run, you have uh, the S&P 500 trading at a pretty full valuation uh, before interest rates have really started to, to move higher. Um, you know, having said that, we have seen market rates uh, adjust upward um, rather rapidly of late, uh, but, you know, they're still at, you know, very low levels, historically speaking. But, uh, but the path, uh, the pace of that change has kind of created some uh, disruption for the equity markets around the globe because people are trying to figure out what that really is, what's the message in that. Uh, and it's not a clear message right now. I think the, the prevailing narrative is that it reflects uh, the deflation risk being priced out and a reflation premium being priced in. And that may or may not be the case. You might just simply have a very crowded trade that's being unwound, um, but you're certainly not seeing, um, anyway, in recent weeks, you're not seeing a big rotation out of bonds and into equities. And that's, uh, that's an interesting development. You know, I think people are just sort of raising some cash out of some very uh, profitable positions and probably just taking a step back to try and see, you know, what comes next. Okay. Now, where are we as far as – I'm not getting a lot of news that's moving the market. There's a couple mergers today. Maybe that should have moved the market. But where are we as far as what's moving the market? Is it the bond market? Uh, yes. I mean, the bond market right right now, at this point in time, I would, I would definitely argue that it's the bond market that's moving things. Um, of course – you know, earnings should ultimately move things for the stock market. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, what we've seen the market really respond to, um, for better or for worse, is it's thinking about uh, central bank policy. 
uh, and whether uh, the incoming data supports the notion that the Fed stays on hold or whether it supports the notion that the Fed you know, comes in with a rate hike uh, relatively soon. Um, it's those types of news items that uh, seem to generate the most uh, or the strongest responses out of the equity market these days. Um, you know, we came through the first quarter earnings reporting period in okay shape, I, I guess you could argue. I mean, the uh, earnings ended up being better than expected. Now, that's not a surprise. That's always the case. Uh, but uh, we saw some modest earnings growth in the first quarter of just under 3%. Uh, unfortunately, there wasn't really any revenue growth that came alongside that. You know, you saw revenues down about 1%. Um, so you're still seeing the uh, underlying earnings growth story being driven by you know, cost-cutting and share buyback activity. And what you really want to see is some top-line-driven growth. And if we can, if this narrative about the economy getting better does, in fact, true to be, prove to be true, you should start seeing stronger top-line growth, I think, in coming quarters that should lead to stronger you know, earnings growth. And you can get a market that can turn around here and, and have a, a positive year again. Um, but one of the interesting things out of that first quarter reporting period is while the first quarter was better than expected, consensus earnings estimates for the second quarter, the third quarter, the fourth quarter, and the full year were all lowered at the same time. So um, so we're not out of the woods yet as it relates to um, you know, an earnings deceleration being a drag uh, in turn on, on the market this year. The AOL story this morning being acquired by Verizon takes me back to 2000 and Time Warner and AOL getting together and just it kind of marked the end of the first, you know, internet boom. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bad deal that should never have happened. Um, this was, this is very different. This is a much smaller price tag. This is all about video ad serving. Um, but the tech mergers, any commentary on where we're going with this? The whole Silicon Valley booming period that I'm living in, and it's tough to tell people, uh, this is going to end at some point. Yeah, you know, and right alongside that, you know, you get reports about how Uber's trying to raise some money that could effectively value the company at about $50 billion. Right. Um, you know, and, and and I think, I mean, you're you're in a much better position given where you are geographically to know kind of to have the pulse in terms of what's going on in Silicon Valley and the Bay Area there. Um, from what I can see and what I hear from Chicago, you look at the uh, real estate price appreciation out there and sort of the uh, idea that VC venture capital funds seem to be tripping over themselves to, to try and just give companies money uh, on the uh, idea that they've got the next great thing there. Uh, it, it's a little bit alarming, you know, that things are getting you know out of, out of hand um, and that they cannot be sustained. Um, when I look at the Verizon AOL deal, one of the things that jumps out at me is, is look who the acquirer is, right? It's it's the old stodgy blue chip company, right? That you know is around to to make this thing happen, um, and it's the what was once the great upstart uh, AOL that's owning up to the idea that um, its technology or its its position is good for the market here and now, but five to ten years down the road, it needs Verizon. Uh, to really uh, take its company to the next level. And, and I think there's a broader message in there for investors is that you've you got to take stock of the fact that there are a number of companies out there that have a really long-standing operating history, um, you know, that can generate gobs of cash, 
that can pay a nice dividend. Uh, they're not going to grow as fast as, as some of these, you know, really exciting growth technology plays. But nonetheless, they're around to stay, and they're going to uh, grow with less volatility over the years. And um, and there's something to be said for that. Uh, and and history has proven out that you know that could be a very rewarding investment strategy uh, to you know uh, dollar cost average into those types of names as opposed to trying to chase the next great thing that has some really intriguing headlines and some big stock gains on a very short-term basis that uh, can lull you into a false sense of complacency that comes back to burn you later if that growth story doesn't pan out. <laughs> I was reading on your website yesterday, briefing.com, an article published by Robert Green, who I really like his work enormously. And the headline was, The Coming Divisive Crisis, Government Versus Private Pensions. And there was also a story out yesterday about Social Security, basically, starting to have problems in 2020, lots of problems by 2033. And I looked at the calendar, I'm like, 2020 is not far away anymore. <laughs> like, it, it dawned on me. Did you read his article yesterday? Yeah, you know, about the Illinois Supreme Court ruling. Um, uh -huh. you know, and effectively, basically told the state that, you know, you can't um, alter the, the current pension system to, to essentially make it um, sustainable. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, Illinois is in a world of hurt uh, financially, uh, and the, the pension liabilities is a huge uh, issue. And, and as a resident of Illinois, all it just tells me is that, you know, my, my state taxes are going to go up, <laughs> you know, over the coming years here to try and uh, to, to keep that pension system whole, if you will. Um, but it is a much bigger, it is part of a, a much larger, bigger issue that is going to come home to roost, has to come home to roost, you know, eventually. And you're right, it's not that far away, <clears throat> given, you know, what we're talking about. Um, you know, one of the things that I've heard is some of the early presidential candidates are, are perhaps willing to take on this third rail and, and talk about the need to reform Medicare and Social Security. Now, the candidates who are suggesting such things, they're not going to win. Um, but but uh, I'm glad that they're going to try, I think, at least, you know, uh, make, it, make an issue of this because you've got to get it into the mainstream here. You've got to start talking about it. It's going to be a huge issue. Uh, and the longer we just kind of, like, twiddle our thumbs about dealing with it, uh, the demographics are going to come home to roost, and we're going to have a lot more debt piled on to deal with these um, entitlement programs, and, and that's not going to be good for, certainly for anyone uh, of a younger generation, um, you know, coming up the ranks there. So briefly, as a strategist, does this worry you? Because I'll try to get Dr. Jeff Rose, and I'll say, what's a worst-case scenario? And he, he'll never give me an answer. He's like, it's on one hand this and the other hand that. Does this rattle you, seeing that this is coming? Well, you know, it, it, it certainly does, you know, bother me. I mean, what uh, the government has shown through either funding, accounting, or some type of creative legislation, you know, they found a way to keep, you know, kicking the can down the road. Um, in all likelihood, that's probably what, what's going to come out of this. You know, I don't know what that looks like, but, you know, that seems to be the precedent that's been set here. But uh, it worries me, you know, more from a, you know, from a standard of living aspect for not only people, I'm a Gen Xer, but for millennials and, you know, generations below them that, you know, the, the standard of living is not going to be as high in future years if we don't get our arms around this issue because uh, younger workers are going to end up paying more taxes uh, and they're not going to have the same uh, enjoyment out of life that gotcha. I think some of the older generations have had. 
Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. He's the Chief Market Strategist. Briefing.com is a great resource for all investors, professional or individual. Check it out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.